0: To do the TLDR version of this. This is the most successful thing about Kickstarter. This is episode 87
1: of the Alt Arts Academy podcast. What we learned from our Kickstarter with Dean Victor Varnado and Vice Queen Roxanne Lim.
0: All right, uh, welcome to the Arts Academy podcast. I'm Dean Victor Varnado, this is Vice Queen Roxanne. Hey, ho, hi there. We are here today to uh, teach you everything you need to know about the ins and outs, about the mechanics of being an artist uh, of all kinds however today what we're going to talk about is a case study on a kickstarter so i just ran my first successful kickstarter campaign and i want to talk about what worked and what didn't work the things that i researched ahead of time and thought would work and the things that i did that changed uh how the kickstarter unfolded because everything that i thought would work didn't necessarily work okay so uh, i did a kickstarter campaign and the kickstarter campaign was for a book called the anti-racism activity book which is a coloring and puzzle book that is a satire of racism uh i think that's a good explanation wouldn't you say vice queen roxanne
1: I would say that's a perfect explanation.
0: All right. Looks like Roxanne's on my side and Kurt. Now, uh, the Kickstarter was for $10,000, which I think is a healthy Kickstarter number and probably healthier than I thought it was going to be at the start. But it was it's a good number to reach, I think, especially for a publication. Uh, I did have a publisher that I was working with, One Idea Press, and I had a couple of uh, people who were helping me with this, and here are all the things we tried to do to get the Kickstarter funded. First, we just pushed it through social media, so just like my regular social media network, which is not a huge network, but I have like a few followers, um, 6,000 followers on Instagram. I think about No, fourth. No, almost four thousand, four four and a half to five thousand followers on Instagram, and six thousand followers on Twitter, um, and then like a thousand followers on my Facebook page. So, I pushed it out to that audience, and some people bought it. And what I'm just going to do the TLDR version of this. This is the most successful thing about Kickstarter. Yeah, I said TLDR, just like the kids. I saw you smile at that, Roxanne. I've never heard you say
1: that before.
0: I know I I just said it like the kids, the TLDR version too long. Didn't read. It is that if you can find a way to communicate with your audience every day and often about your Kickstarter, that does not annoy them. Then that's the best way to go. That is the best way to activate your own personal audience. If you can just contact them about the Kickstarter constantly, but in a way where they don't get annoyed by it, then that's the best way. Because if you post once about your Kickstarter, uh, a very small portion of your group is going to see it. And if you post constantly about the Kickstarter, then people are going to get tired of it really fast. So you have to do constantly, but in a way that doesn't make them tired. And this is the way that I did it. So basically the thing that really changed my Kickstarter when it was waning was I just, I I just said that I would draw cartoons of as many backers as I could. And I just said, Hey people send me your, send me your, uh, pledges, a screenshot of your pledge. And then I will draw a cartoon of as many people as I can. I didn't guarantee that I would draw cartoons, but I would just try and draw cartoons. And so I kept, drawing cartoons and when i would release the cartoons people would like the cartoons because there would be like reasonably funny cartoons some of them were really funny some of them were not but you know yeah i was doing like six a day sometimes so (laughs) i would release these cartoons and then people would wait to see what each cartoon was and they and and every cartoon i would say i'm drawing cartoons of my kickstarter backers here's where you can find my kickstarter send me a screenshot of your pledge pledge but because the cartoon format was entertaining people didn't get tired of and i can tell the people didn't get tired of it because they would continue to like the cartoons and you can tell like if you post too much and people you know get tired of you that day because uh, your likes go down 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 but in this case often they would go up if and it was if it was a good cartoon the likes would go up a lot and then more people would donate in fact sometimes in 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 fact in a over the course of, I think, like three days when I was originally at like up to $5,000 and over three days because I was just really working really hard, uh, the Kickstarter went up by $3,000 over like three days. Also, at one point I had to travel to Austin, Texas to work on a TV show pilot and I wasn't able to do cartoons. And during those... 3 to 4 days where I wasn't able to do cartoons, the pledge is flatlined. So it was definitely the cartoons that was making it happen just by posting cartoons constantly and every cartoon underneath it would have information about the Kickstarter. Now I'm not going to say that your Kickstarter should have a cartoon every, you know, few hours or whatever but i am saying that if you could find a way to remind people about your kickstarter constantly but in a way that doesn't wear them out that was the secret sauce for me I, uh, in fact if i had started like that from the beginning i think that i would have probably blown up the kickstarter a lot more if i had set aside more time to just like work on the kickstarter it would have blown up a lot more unfortunately for me um i had expected more outside help on the kickstarter and i didn't get it so then i had to just figure out a way to uh invigorate the audience and i think the cartoons did it you were there what did you think vice queen roxanne i don't
1: know it just got kind of shady in here you know what i'm saying
0: <laughs> what are you talking about what no, does it mean
1: <laughs> um
0: i'm throwing shade at you
1: not at me but...
0: oh you mean yeah <laughs> <laughs> i get what you're saying.
1: <laughs> but, uh yeah i mean it's not
0: shade i'm pulling people into the light i'm pulling everybody uh, into the sun great
1: perspective yeah come through perspective um (laughs) yeah i think i think the daily cartoon idea was actually awesome and i definitely think it contributed a lot to the campaign um on the social media side everybody loved the daily cartoon so but I think a lot of that just has to do with incentivizing the audience. Um, you know, people will naturally gravitate towards content that, that they like. But what keeps them there is an incentive. So I think I agree.
0: It really did. That, that actually is a part that I didn't really mention. The, it was the incentive also that really helped. Because when I would draw a cartoon of someone who'd made a pledge, then they would repost that cartoon most often. And say, look, I just got a cartoon drawn of me by a New Yorker cartoonist, and so that would invigorate people. Um, it actually gave me an idea that I should just do a book where, just like it's, it's just a, it's just a, a bunch of cartoons, and the cartoons are about whoever pledges. So, like, I just do a book of cartoons. But there's no cartoons except I do them about the people who pledge. And so every time people pledge, they get in the book.
1: So one book deal just finished and you're ready to do another one?
0: Well, I just I love doing art experiments of -hmm. all kinds, as you know. And so I just seems like it would be a really fun idea. It would be a a thing that would be fun for people to. uh, It's a thing that would be fun for people to experience because i know i mean i know it's fun for people to experience because when i was doing it people were flipping out about a lot of the cartoons which i was very surprised how excited some people got about the cartoons but they did all right so that's what really worked um so we skip to the good part here's what was what didn't work and why it didn't work so i used a service called kick booster okay kick booster the service uh, for me, it did not work, but it would have worked, And this, but this is why it didn't work. With Kickbooster, uh, what happens is you can take your Kickstarter campaign and you can post it on a market where influencers look at it and they decide which campaign they want to help. And they also get a percentage that is all moderated by Kickbooster. They get a percentage of the pledges that they bring to you. So if they bring uh, you know, $500 worth of, pledges and you're, you're giving away 10% of that, they get $50. And so kick is often the source of how kickstarters just blow up like crazy. However, in order to utilize kick booster really well, number one, you should start luring or courting your, uh, influencers before you start your kick booster campaign. That helps uh it didn't do that because i our campaign came out of the blue so we didn't do that number two another thing that i didn't do correctly with kickbooster is i did not set because i didn't lure people ahead of time we didn't also we didn't set our uh commission high enough because the higher commissions like on kickbooster you can sort the the campaigns by how high the commission is and so if you have a high commission, you can appear at the top of that sorted list. And I didn't do that either. So that part of Kickstarter or, or that part of the Kick Booster thing didn't work either. I actually think Kit Booster is a really good platform. My biggest problem was that I didn't start ahead of time like they say that you should. Because if I had, I know that people really responded to the subject matter of the book. So I think people would have promoted it if I had actually approached it the right way. Uh, But anyway, so unfortunately, I still think Kickbooster is awesome, but it didn't uh, succeed for me on this campaign. However, I will say that people did promote my campaign through Kickbooster anyway. I just didn't make any pledges through it. So it did get people's attention and some people did promote it, but it just did not make any extra pledges. All right. And then the other thing that didn't work uh, was I had an idea that I wanted to contact publications and give them kick booster links so that they would then post about it and they could make money posting about this. Okay, and and again this is the type of thing where I was doing that I was doing the thing that I should have done much earlier before my campaign started trying to court these people. Uh, so all of these emails that me and uh my team we sent out they were for the most part ignored for the most part ignored or some people came back and actually said no but some of those places that we wrote uh when i had another friend who worked in pr <laughs> he did the same thing and they said yes and wrote stories about it so to a, it was a couple of places that we had rachel pitching to uh, when another friend pitched to those exact same places with the exact same story, they picked it up. So, I uh, I guess it could be familiarity to who knows, but, uh, the big failing for my Kickstarter and, and my Kickstarter did not fail. It actually was funded, but the big failing for my Kickstarter in general, I think was that I didn't start early enough and the whole crew that i was working with like we didn't have everybody together just killing it on the kickstarter because uh it turned out to be a lot more work for me personally than i thought it was going to be but ultimately it lands on my shoulders it's my book so whatever i i did what i had to do You know what i'm saying know what i'm saying yeah vice queen roxy nodded on a podcast she nodded at me i did yes you did and so Uh, I guess what I would say about the whole Kickstarter thing is I think that the most positive things I did on the Kickstarter is I researched for about a week and watched interviews with people who had super successful Kickstarters and I figured out what was the best way to present my Kickstarter. Uh, Three basic things that I think are really important. One. Have a good video, an entertaining video. I would say make the video. If if your concept is easy to comprehend, make the video 60 seconds or less. Like if your concept is really easy to comprehend, like if you need more than 60 seconds, it better be because you need to sit down and explain like, wait, everybody, this is how a teleportation machine works. Rather than... <laughs> But sometimes people just have like rambling videos, <laughs> but make it 60 seconds because then you can use that video everywhere. My video even got on the news. So because it was just a short, quick, concise video, make a good video. And that is a huge tool. Number two, uh, put a lot of pictures in your description. I know that sounds stupid, <laughs> but yeah, the more you can make the description of your Kickstarter look like a big fun kids book no matter what it is it's it's just a good thing because if it's just blocks and blocks of text people will
1: they won't like read it less it. yeah they won't <laughs> read it
0: less if, if you have pictures that pull you from one section to the next and for me each section i had a big picture uh and that helped a lot because people did actually read it here's an interesting thing i had 134 backers, I think, maybe 136 total at the end, uh, that did the entire like $11,000. And I only had 240 playthroughs of my video, which basically means almost half the people who played through the video from beginning to end pledged. So it did good. It was a good video. Uh, and then the last thing is. Make your rewards specific to your project and make them graduate rather than, uh, graduate rather than be completely different. Like, and what I mean by that is they should like, it's, it's a very good idea for your top rewards to have every reward below it. Okay it's a very good idea for that to happen uh because then you don't have a version of an award where you don't get the main thing that they came there for in my case it was a book so every version of the award from when they started paying enough to have the book every version of the award included the book there wasn't like pay you know, $80 and get a blanket and a t-shirt. And it doesn't include the book because a lot of people do that with their Kickstarter rewards where there's just like a menu <laughs> rather than a tiered reward system where it always includes the thing that piqued their interest in the first place the way that they think they should get it. So like I'm, I'm doing the uh, anti-racism activity book. My rewards that are from $15 on always include the book that's always part of it. And then I think when I got to the higher tiers it was you got the hardbound book, the the regular softbound book and then you'd get like a framed picture or something like that, but it was always le- just like the reward the tiers always included all the rewards previously Uh, so that's what I mean by graduated. They just get better as you pay more money, but they never, but you never like, you don't have one reward where you get stickers, one reward where you get postcards, one reward where you get, you know, X, Y, Z it's all together.
1: Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. The more money you pledge, you know, the more stuff you get.
0: Right. But I mean, there are tons and tons of Kickstarters where it's like people can pay $25 for the thing that they wanted to get. Or thirty dollars for a different reward set that doesn't even include the thing that they wanted to get, and and they and it's a it's a mistake uh, that a lot of successful Kickstarter people talk about that people just screw up how their rewards are set up. Anyway, those three main things I think are the most important things, which are just have a good video, make your uh, make your story or pitch or page landing page look like a children's book (laughs) no matter what it is and and also make your reward tiers graduate so that they just get better and better but but include the thing that you want uh oh the one more thing kickstarter themselves say that the sweet spot of any kickstarter is 25 dollars That's the price that most people will pay. So if you make $25 your main thing, then, I mean, this is uh, honestly, the Anti-Racism Activity Book, it could have been less than $25, but I just like took their advice and I was like, okay, my main thing is $25. And that sold more than anything else.
1: Yeah. It's like not too low and seems cheap, but not too high. It's like people really feel like they're giving at that level
0: yeah it's just like a good it's a good number that most people can deal with and then some people bought the like the big rewards i didn't even think people were gonna buy the big rewards but three people did (laughs) and that's great because i can't wait to fulfill the reward because thank you very much for those three people uh to you're gonna be in the book and you're gonna (laughs) be awesome all right so if you have any questions about kickstarter or the kickstarter campaign that we were just talking about please let me know right now uh other than that we're going to start wrapping up and this is how we do it boom i am dean victor varnado boom and there's vice queen rock sand you can find us at all arts academy on all social media and arts academy podcast dot com how about that roxanne
1: i think that should be our outro all the time
0: oh yeah the outro where you just sit there and i have to do all the singing
1: oh i mean i was letting you have it i wasn't (laughs) i wasn't trying to get in on that just because i don't really know how to freestyle so not my talent
0: that wasn't freestyling for one for two i also Um,
1: was confused i thought you're gonna do one song and then you ended up doing a different song so yeah
0: what song do you think i was gonna do
1: i think you're gonna do the montel jordan one
0: what is that song
1: this is how we do
0: it that, i was doing that
1: but it didn't sound like that
0: yeah i was <laughs> like dun 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 i am dean victor varnado dun dun, dun 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 this is how we do it baby this is how we do it This is how we do it, baby. (laughs) I am Dean Victor Varnado. I was doing that.
1: Okay. Maybe I just didn't hear it at first.
0: Wow. Wow. (laughs) Sorry. All right. I'm going to hit the button, which ends the show, because Roxanne and I I obviously have to go fight. Bye. You can find us at artsacademypodcast.com and Alt Arts Academy on all social media.